1: This is the oks Hunter Podcast. Never pass on shooter bucks, if that's just me in the freezer. It's your tag, you hunt how you want. This is OKS Hunter. <laughs>
0: Hey everybody, welcome to the OKS Hunter Podcast, coming at you from Oconomowoc, Wisconsin, out of the OKS Hunter Podcast studio. Can someone else say OKS Hunter Podcast for me?
1: The OKS Hunter Podcast. OK.
0: It just feels like a lot to get out of your mouth. You do, do it so well. The OKS you Hunter
2: Podcast. You, you
0: got it. OK, well maybe I just... You, you know hit the
2: it. consonants a little harder for that Midwestern yeah. 20.
0: What's that What's it when you say a word too many times, it loses its... Uh...
1: You're
2: losing you know
0: what I'm talking ready. about? Too many times and it loses its like meaning. I just want to
2: see exactly how you're. It, it means <laughs>
0: something. Sem- semantic sati sa- satiation. What?
2: what? Satiation.
0: Semantic satiation. How do you what? How do you say that word? Now that I've done it with that word. Sanitary satiation. It's a phenomenon. <laughs> sanitary, it, it says yes. it's a a phenomenon whereby oh, wait start, guys. <laughs> the oh, sanitary, un sanitary <laughs> Hold on, situations. I was <laughs> like <laughs> the. Un- the oh my god, words are hard. The uninterrupted Jesus. repetition of a word eventually leads to a sense that the word has to lost read a its map meaning. Over there?
2: <laughs> so it means nothing.
0: All of my words have lost their meaning. <laughs> I'm semantically satiated today. I you actually, look
1: as confused right now as you do when you're reading a
2: map. I actually, told Greg that about a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> <You did. laughs>
0: Everything Greg says just doesn't land at all it's anymore. Fine.
1: <laughs> I have to make I'm a. I'm used p- to talking to myself. It's okay.
0: Yeah, we all do it. And our wives are going, Are you talking to yourself? <laughs> yeah. Uh, who else am I talking to? Not you. Like,
1: <laughs> I wouldn't geez. say that to you. Are you my wife? Wow. <laughs> Where are we? Wow. Whoa. That took a hard turn.
0: You'd think so. Anyway, I got to call out our sponsors. We are like, I know it's the OKS OK 100 podcast studio, but Spartan Forges are presenting sponsors, so they get to stamp the studio as their own they to some are up degree. Until this episode. <laughs> yeah you know it's funny i talked to bill this week a couple of times and uh i think he's going to be driving through to north dakota here pretty soon and i don't know what day he's going to be making here, but he'll be here at some point in the next week or two so he can give me the stamp of approval on this i don't want to say shithole because it's actually or turned out pretty good
1: hand us some papers. It's fine. <laughs> the thing slips. Yeah. <laughs> oh. But I do
0: have to make a correction. And I and I don't want to throw him under the bus because I believe in extreme ownership and accountability, so I'll just take blame. It's my fault. But he'll do the same thing and say it's his fault. So we both take blame, but it's 20% off, not 25% off. And maybe it was 25 at one point. I don't know. I don't feel like searching through the text history, but if you want to save 20% off the of Spartan Forge, use code OHP. But how it works is you have to go to SpartanForge.ai, sign up there first, and then when you download the app and go into, you know, iTunes or google play then you'll be able to get that 25 20 off i almost Ooh, did it again 20. <laughs> now i know it's his fault because screw the accountability <laughs> i've no way i've been saying that long wrong i swear it's bill's fault sometimes all right
2: sometimes you say something enough it just loses it's it ability. just loses it's yeah it's
0: not 25 percent off at all uh <laughs> for the camera me too so i'm talking and i'll stop talking soon Vector Custom Shop, I just got my arrows in this last week, 12 of them.
2: Did you shoot them yet?
0: Nope. I'm gonna, you know what I'm gonna do? This is gonna be fun. I'm going to save it for the shoot and we're gonna make a big joke out of it. We like to live dangerously. We'll just see how it goes. That way I have a whole bunch of people that can find my arrows, is kind of how I think about it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Unless the army to help you find your arrows? Yes.
0: Uh, but their discount is ten percent. Ohp, ten percent off of their arrows. They're built to your to your specs. still arrive at your door ready to go. We'll see how true that is. Yeah. Uh, I have a lot of faith in it. But they have the ZMR, so I've not shot the ZMRs yet. Can I call them Zimmers? You can. Thurr. That's <laughs> how they're going to sound. And then, bang <laughs> <they go, "fwhack." laughs> <laughs> 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 Wow! <sighs> bang bang! That's what I'm drinking tonight. Need, um, so maybe I
2: shouldn't one. be bringing my kids to this
1: event.
0: Wear There's your helmets, line. kids. They need to
1: stand behind it, and they need to wear their body. Aye, aye, aye.
0: Why was that red? Am I too close? Oh, I've never seen yeah, that before. it's angry. Maybe I should turn that down. Well, uh, yeah, it's pretty loud. Let me just, uh, I've never seen that. Let's go down to 20. Okay, so, and then we had a couple more. Uh past
1: 11, isn't it?
0: Your saddle arrived today.
1: Ooh. it's Is upstairs on the kitchen upstairs? table
0: yeah it's a whole kit and caboodle Sweet. uh nice. it's a gear strap the whole nine and then uh the one that we're doing for our giveaway for their foam fest arrived this week also so for latitude outdoors we're gonna have i'm gonna bring mine to set up if you want to bring yours to play around there's lots of trees there as you've seen so we can show that off a little bit maybe you want to bring a, a platform i'll bring my platform hey, i'll bring
1: all my my gear
0: yeah so uh 10 per 20 percent off on accessories right now use code ohv latitude outdoors um I don't know. The Alex is about as busy as I'm, or worse. So, as busy as that guy is, he always gets back to me. So, if anyone has any questions or something, if you want to use us as a conduit, I, a bunch of people have been using us to talk to other brands. As of late, I someone I was helping figure out Spartan Forge last week, and someone was asking a question about Vector, and I'm always like, talk to Greg, not me. I get um, a lot
1: of questions from derived out of Vector stuff. So, yeah.
0: So, and then go wild. Uh, you know, we're I got to hang out with those guys at. Event last week, and we'll eventually introduce our guest that's in studio. <laughs> I met, I met Brayden. A
1: great time listening to us be a couple of jackasses. Yeah, for sure. we got to get to us. a stuff. couple. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one, two, three.
0: But we, no, it's fun. I, I got to hang out with Jacob Knight and uh, Brayden Ware over there. That was a weird rhyme, and uh, we work closely with those guys. I'm on the platform quite a it's bit. Like
1: and Dobeck. Do, Dale Dolbeck, <laughs>
0: what are you doing to Dale Dolbeck? Never mind, you know, it's really good for elbow pain. You lick my uh, butthole.
1: Well, I ain't doing that. <laughs> I was waiting for it's a drink.
0: What <laughs> You
1: almost <laughs> wore that, dude. <laughs> my elbow don't hurt. Uh.
2: Now we'd like to introduce our guest.
1: <laughs> On that note, who are we talking to today?
0: Okay, Jessica Ann is here with the Wild Race, <laughs> and uh, I'll I'll switch the the camera stuff here. So we met in March. Yep. At the open season. Sportsman's show at the Kalahari Expo. It was our first time doing an exhibit. Uh, oh, it
3: was. I didn't even know that. Yeah.
1: <coughs> yeah. We were almost professional.
0: Oh, Greg built the booth, it. and we really? bought some awesome frames. Booth. and
3: <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, we had fun.
0: Yeah, yeah, we did. We, I think we did okay. Uh, right? Yeah, pun yeah, intended. Yeah, we did okay. And... So whatever we did the thing there, we ran into you. You had like a whole crew of camera people uh-huh. on. You're so like, "What is going on here? This is <laughs> someone Roxy important." Here. It was like, "Wow!" And it's then movie star. I was like, you like, oh, I know your dad, Chuck." And I was like, "Well, that's an interesting. Why is the celebrity <laughs> Oh, you know, my dad? You know? like, what's dad? going on, <laughs> Dad? <laughs> yeah, Dad. Uh, but my dad works for uh, a you know a, a company where he drives all day and does like you know uh, I don't even know what to call them. I don't want to say their name on on there because maybe Dad be like don't tell people where I work, but um. That's all good. Nonetheless, he's like, you know, one of the nicest humans in the world, I think. Of course, mm-hmm. I'm going to say that he's my dad. But I think he watches your show. Mm-hmm. You've talked to my dad. He's like, you got to watch this show. And then turns out, I was like, oh, how do I watch it? So you gave me your credentials so I could literally see it because yeah. I'm like apparently pretty cheap. <laughs> 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 but it's on Pursuit Channel, which is on like, I guess, let, let, let's have you take it here. Take the words out of my <laughs> mouth, please. The love of God. I'm having like a night. Put
1: down the bangs. <laughs>
0: That's the problem. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Pull the microphone away.
0: They're not a sponsor. They, it'd be bad if they were. <laughs> I <I'd be> like, be are we doing? Some <laughs> podcasting." it'll be crazy all the time. All right, go ahead.
3: Uh, so- so our show The Wild Race is um, season one is airing right now on the Pursuit channel. So we have three different air times, Thursdays at noon Central time, Fridays at 5:30 in the morning, Central time, and then Sundays at 1 pm. Central Time. So three different air times every week. Um, we're doing the first season is 13 weeks. Um, so we have 13 original episodes that will be aired. Once these 13 are aired, we will then have them not only available on the Pursuit Up app because that is their policy, unfortunately. A lot of people have asked if they can watch it on the app, which is free, but we can't. Um, unfortunately, the network does not allow them to go on the app until after it airs 90 days through their contracts with the network. Gotcha. So, um, the other, other, only other option... If you don't have cable or satellite to watch the show on the Pursuit channel is to watch it on Sling TV. So, most people like myself do not have cable or satellite, so I actually had to download Sling TV.
0: That's what I did. Yeah.
3: To get it and then that's why I shared my credentials because some people are like, "Well, how can I watch it?" And so we want our goal is to like increase accessibility, right? For this year especially. I'm um, seeing that there's we're we're getting great audiences um in a different kind of demographic watching the cable and satellite Mm -hmm. but we want to get even more out there right and even more accessible um so then we'll also plan on putting our stuff on youtube as well once this is this season is done so
0: that's exciting so tell us about the like who, who are you and like, why did you do this? Like what, where did this come what from? Yes. Like what Greg said.
3: So it's a, and we were just having this conversation. It was a, it's a very, um, kind of interesting background to the whole thing, but the wild race itself, um, kind of started with this dream that I myself full-time work as a nurse. Um, so my trade, my day job, you can call it slash mm-hmm. nice job is working as a nurse. Um, but I came just one or two. I have two jobs as a nurse. Okay. I work just two full-time jobs as a nurse on top of the show and everything else. Wow. So it's um, How did you clear your
0: schedule to be <laughs> here?
3: I didn't. <laughs> they were the here worst. early. <laughs> <laughs> right? We were on time. Yeah.
0: My ring doorbell broke and <laughs> my dog's barking. I'm like, gosh probably Greg and I didn't even like, I was like, I'm an idiot. Go ahead.
3: <laughs> um, no, it's, it is very hard but just like most of us in this, you know, in this industry but just anyone pursuing anything entrepreneurship wise, right? Like we, you have to be able to really grind and put in that work. So mm-hmm. sometimes that requires us to work multiple jobs to be able to afford our dreams. So, um, but no, this actually started, are you familiar with SCI Safari Club yeah, International? Yeah. So my grandpa actually started a chapter here in Wisconsin okay. many years ago, first chapter president. Um, so I started, with those very foundations and those values that my grandpa instilled in me very long ago. And so my dream was to always take over his nonprofit which was called the One Shot Hunt Club that specifically actually targeted um the communities in South Africa. So there the mission um for his organization at the time was to provide hope and a future for African children. So wherever he went and went into this community in South Africa because he fell in love with African hunting was to actually um, give back. And so he saw a need, and so he used not only the resources he had, but the people that he met to be able to give back to that community. So what people don't know is South Africa hunting is, it's such a huge part of their economy. Like, if it wasn't for hunting, it they would really struggle. Um, everything down to the harvested meat. Every piece of the meat, because, of course, you can't take that back, It's donated, actually, to these communities, especially wow. where we were at. So, um, you know, it was amazing. So he's gone there. Um, you know, I grew up building... Um, homemade wheelchairs in my basement at the age of 10 i mean plastic chairs bicycle wheels and a foam pad anything to get the people that were immobile in those villages up and about um, wow
2: that's really cool they did
3: everything from building schools and assisting with donating laptops and you know providing not only food but <coughs> supplies for these kids and for these families in that area so it was really amazing to she kind remember of grow up was
0: president first president of safari club international for the wisconsin chapter yep and he and started it he started it? it. So a buddy of mine, his dad was the president a couple of years back. Harry Ma- Harry Maddox yeah, and Shane yeah. uh, is yep. my friend. And uh, just thinking about... So then he, he goes overseas, does a hunt, and yep. falls in love with the community is Absol- what I'm hearing. Yep. Like, that's pretty cool. And that's, that's
3: a- exactly what happened to me. I mean, I... So I went over... No one's gone over there. So... I was planning to take over that organization, um, and that was my dream. My my grandpa was like, "This is your high school graduation present to go over there." Unfortunately, he passed away my third day of high school mm. year, so oh I never goodness. got to go, and no one from my family went back until this last May. So, Jace actually came with us, and we went there for two weeks with my mom and my dad. Wow, two week, two cool. years of planning because of COVID, everything got canceled. Yeah, so I didn't and think of that. through all of that, right? So we had this plan in 2020. COVID happened. My mom got diagnosed with cancer, oh and it was just. We're like, are we ever going to make it? So we finally went to the same place that my grandpa became best friends with over there in the same communities that he helped with, Those very same community. And we got to do the same thing he did, work with the same schools. We actually, that school that he helped build was no longer actually in session. They, the is really sad, but basically they ended up having a school right next to it. So it was really cool to see like, this is what he did. Now this is what I'm doing right next door. Right. Um, but we got to do the same thing through all of our sponsors. We were able to, I think Vortex themselves donated like $2,500 worth of shirts for the kids. And then we were able to go in schools and get them school supplies and toys, and then um, go and take money that was donated and put that back in their economy by purchasing from them their blankets, additional food, filling their pantries, filling and going over to these villages and handing out blankets. And what I was not aware of is that there – What's super interesting is at the first of the month if you don't have the money to pay for your electric or your heat you don't get it the whole month so a lot of these families and believe it or not it's, it gets very cold there we were actually in a <laughs> blizzard on really? the last day oh yes it wow. is freezing there um in in winter so opposite from us so when we were there in may it's their winter and so the guy that um is my grandpa's dear friend francois he would actually go and cut up wood on his own land and bring it so that they would have heat in their house. And then we went around and donated our, our blankets that we were able to get for them and then also give them food. So they that little community, there was 52 families that they helped in that little tiny community, wow. which was not very big in itself. So it was really amazing to kind of continue with that legacy that he started many years ago. Um, and so based on that, you know, and those values and beliefs that he instilled in me so young, like everything from – Wisconsin, Northwoods, you know, hunting and whitetail hunting, <laughs> growing up doing that ever since I was like six, um, you know, we've, I have this huge love for South Africa. And like you said, fall in love with that community. I mean, those kids, I don't think there's a single episode where I'm not crying. I mean, just the families you see, the kids, like just knowing like how much of a difference that you're making. And so that's where I got your perspective together, to be back here too. Oh my goodness. It, it makes does. you feel
0: like a little sick probably.
3: Oh yeah. It's. It's very eye-opening. Not that
0: see. that's inherently bad, because you don't know how others have it if you've never seen yeah. it, but mm-hmm. that perspective that you get, it, it kind of lifts your uh, awareness of things a little bit. It,
3: it does. It does, and I feel like it really put that fire underneath me to be like, this is more that that feeling I got of giving back and seen what I can do with the meat that I harvested. Beautiful, beautiful animals, but I was able to use that in a way to also give back. I'm like this is more of what I want to do, right? It's just it's almost like that amazing feeling that you can't just recreate over and over again unless you continue to do that. Mm-hmm. And so um that's why we started the Wild Race, right? And so it's a dream of mine to not only use those values but to create my own legacy along the way so what
0: what why the name what uh can you unpack that
3: yeah so the wild race um it's the race to change the future so my goal is to be able to i i see the kids as a future like our youth are our future we want to be able to give those kids an opportunity to close a lot of the gaps and a lot of missing pieces that these kids aren't given um we had a great conversation even earlier today about Good, work, good hunting ethics, good work ethics, and then bad hunting ethics, right? So if we can get with the youth and be able to teach them early on or nip those bad habits out and be able to identify resources or opportunities of improvement, teach them to be good sportsmen, to have those good ethics so that – the farmer that you just asked to borrow you know lease their land or go hunting on their land they welcome you the next year instead of nope this person ruined it for us right because they left behind trash they didn't respect my land they There's didn't respect their property absolutely so if I can do anything it's to give back and to make that difference and to be able to teach and educate these kids so we travel all over we actually go all over the um, well not world but the nation and We hunt, we fish, but we focus on that very community. So we focus on um, bringing small businesses in, bringing our sponsors in, and allowing us to give an opportunity to the kids in areas of need, whether it's a nonprofit um, or any deserving child that a community rallies around is like, hey, Mm. this is somebody that could really benefit from something like this that we can rally around and give an amazing opportunity to. So um, it's kind of a really interesting thing. And so it kind of evolved into what we're doing now which is um we're doing a lot this year for season two that we're filming With our youth contest, and I think you may may have seen a little bit of that. So we had our waterfall contest. We spent um, a couple days driving all over, surprising these kids um, that the parents got to nominate. We get to spoil them, but with every hunt that we're doing with them, there's a safety education day that goes with it. So we invite our sponsors. Like on September 11th, we're at Wern Valley in Waukesha here. Yep,
0: I used to work there when I was a kid. Really? Yeah, I took care of birds there, and I I used to back before it was all automated buttons. I was one of the kids pulling the thing, driving the farm trucks, burning the car. (laughs) pretty great summer job
3: it's they are amazing they actually welcomed us with open arms so we um are going there on sunday september 11th with all six kids for the waterfall hunt um and their families and we're making them lunch and we're having um we're having the guide that's going to be out taking us guide um hunting that weekend bring out the A-frame blinds, bring out the layout blinds, teach these kids how to, how not only to be comfortable in these different types of blinds, but how to use a firearm in these blinds. Um, we have a dog handling seminar. So we're going to have Alex Britton from SOK Kennels come and work the dogs and show the kids how to safely hunt with dogs and waterfowl because they're a very important resource and tool when we are doing things like upland bird hunting or waterfowl yeah, hunting. muzzle control
0: and trigger Absolutely. safety are really important in those situations. Absolutely.
3: You know? And the last thing you want us to go out and, you know, youth hunt and be like, hey, meet me here at the parking lot at 5 a.m. and get into a blind, blind, you know, dark, and you don't know what's going on. And you have dogs. So you don't know how, have these kids ever hunted with dogs. So we want to give them all those tools and those um, that education piece so that they feel comfortable and successful in that day of the hunt. And then we have an instructor, Wisconsin certified instructor, come and do firearm safety while we'll the kid's doing some firearm practice um, I think we have a duck call and goose call seminar from some of our ki- um, the call companies donating um, Jeez, calls. That's, that's awesome. Th- it's cool. like a whole thing. <laughs> it's and like it, Christmas. I'll be there. It- <laughs> <laughs> I, I could mean, probably
1: learn a thing or two. <laughs>
3: <better>. <laughs> that's <laughs> what I said. I mean, I'm newer to waterfall hunting, and I'm like...
1: It's a blast. I
3: definitely... I am not a good caller at all. And so I'm like, I'll definitely be taking a few tips <laughs> myself. But
1: Honestly, less calling is the, be- the best. If you've got good decoys and you know how to set your decoys in to work with the wind and in your location, scouting is always key, but you don't honestly need to call like a lot of these people are calling. Yeah. That's just been my experience, but I haven't gone in a few years. So just uh, j- use your decoys. It's <laughs> like turkey hunting. I mean, you're, sometimes you're better off just shutting up. And with the amount of, you know, if you're on public water, mm-hmm. there's so many other people high balling at ducks and the ducks know what they're, they're getting blown at. And they all know another hen mallard doesn't sound like that. So <laughs> just let your decoys do the work.
3: <laughs> yeah. So I, we are super excited for that. How one, do you, I
0: mean. going to like uh different sponsors, like you mentioned, Vortex yeah. giving 2,500 shirts. These companies are probably just hammered with requests like right. this. So how do you make inroads with some of these folks to like, is it, you're doing such a good thing. Right. But how do you even get their attention to, to get that time to tell them that you're doing a good thing? And how do you, just because you're doing something good doesn't mean they have to care or should care. Mm-hmm. That That's tricky. So like when you say you're working two full-time jobs as a nurse, a nurse is no easy job. You're taking care of people. Which sounds like you've been doing your whole life. <laughs> um, and then you're doing this other thing with the TV crew, which mm-hmm. can't be easy at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, to navigate and then on top of that you're getting sponsors for that and to do these other things like yeah. it's just and then the event you just described uh, we're doing an event this week and I have no idea what's going on and I'm like <laughs> the guy people ask me you all Derek's like hey y'all said Eric I'm like no yeah I don't know I,
2: we'll see We'll see.
0: <laughs> like I still don't actually know how well we're gonna do all that um, we'll be alright <laughs> but let's say like we're gonna do this and that and this and that and this and that that's just a lot of stuff uh, I guess the question I'm getting at here is like I know people can grind it out, but at some point you can burn out. Oh yeah. So then I think maybe because you're doing something so fulfilling, yeah. it's enough to keep the, the, the fuel tank full, mm-hmm. but it still has its challenges. Like how are you doing all of this
3: stuff? Um, It's not easy. I, I have days where, and I'm a, I'm a girl and so I take things that sometimes some of the feedback I get, I take it to heart, you know, and you have plenty of people out there. This industry is hard. It is incredibly hard and it's very cutthroat. It, it yeah. is very small. So you have lots of people um who are out there that really want to help you succeed, right? And you've you grow your little support circle. Um and I hold on to that for dear life. I don't know what I would do if it wasn't for my support circle because um Without that, I would just be so muffled by all the other noise that's happening. Um, but truthfully, to me, like this is my dream. Like mm-hmm. I, my dad always said, you can have anything in the world you want as long as you want it bad enough. So I know that this is what I want. I know that I want to be able to somehow create this life of working and being a nurse and my passion of giving back and being a nurse in the inside but also into the outdoor industry. So I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to just pave my way. And so I've caught the attention and I started noticing with my sponsors, even though I might just be another person they sponsor, for me to have those direct connections with my reps and to be able to have those relationships where they're watching my personal successes outside of what I'm just doing with the show or the hunting industry. Mm -hmm. They're seeing everything else professionally and personally that I've overcome and that I'm doing. And I think that, just like you said, when you reach out to these companies like Sika, for example, they're amazing. However, they're incredible. Imagine the donation class the they get, right? A lot, a lot. And so I was even, even though they're one of my sponsors, I was terrified to be like, okay, I wonder if they're going to do anything to be able to help us with this. And so I didn't even reach out to them originally with the waterfall hunt, but I actually reached out to them because subsequently, believe it or not, what I just described you we're doing it four times already if instead of almost five or six um, in the works so we have the Wisconsin whitetail hunt that we just, did, the youth white tail hunt contest. And we did that. We closed that. We chose two winners, a boy and a girl. Um, and then we're running our Idaho pheasant hunt. We have a Michigan waterfall youth hunt as well. I can't even buy myself. <laughs> like, awesome. so like, my goal is to get all 50 states. Like as crazy as it is, sweet. is to be able to go into all 50 states and be able to do the same thing that we're doing, provide those resources, give kids a, a mentor and people to look up to and businesses to support them. Um, But honestly, like to go to SICA and say, hey, this is what we're doing. Are you interested? I was even blown away when they're like, yep, we're going to fully, fully clothe these two kids at Win Your Whitetail Contest. And I was like... What? Uh, <laughs> what? You're gonna do what? They they donated an entire whitetail system to each of these kids oh, at lunch. That's awesome! And so they, on top of that, they donated for the Ward Bird Foundation. I was just gonna say
0: I saw that yep. at the event at the Half Rack event yep. last weekend. And so I was I like, d- oh, cool! I was like, that's for a kid, <laughs> <laughs> which is great. But I'm not gonna. It's not gonna fit me, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I uh, didn't yeah. put my raffle ticket there. My kids are not old enough yet to, <laughs> to be outfitted by Sitka.
3: Right. And that's the thing, too, is like most parents are like, why would I go and spend all this money when they're going to grow out of it? Right. Mm -hmm. And so but when I reached out to them subsequently the day or two later and say, hey, we also have this other event with Half Rack for the Ward Burton um, Foundation. And they were like, yep, we'll donate a system to raffle off. I'm like, holy cow. So um, they've been in an. And lo- lately in the last few months I've seen them pay attention to my social media pages a lot more, message me, comment, private mm-hmm. message and say something back after I comment um or post something and tag them in it. Well, so people
0: don't realize is these large companies, even like a sitka, they have small marketing teams. They do. It might be two people or three. Yeah. Uh maybe for them it's four or five, but it's never what people think. Right. And because they're such a small team, but such a big company, there's a really weird shift in perception about what people think about some of these organizations. So usually it's someone that's just buried because they're one person mm-hmm. and they don't, they're don't. interns not back from college or, you know what I mean? Like they're dealing with stuff <laughs> yeah. that like, so if they're not getting back, it's not like you need to take offense to it or anything. It's just, there's a lot going on. Not to say that that's something you would do. It's right. just something I've learned over the years. Like it, they don't have to care about my stuff. You know, I don't need to then be offended that this guy didn't get back to me. This gal didn't get back to me. It's right. interesting. But if you have alignment with mission, then you can do something to like, move the needle forward, like, that's really cool because those companies are so big, they're not going to do the stuff you're doing even if they want to have a hand in it. Right. So it actually helps them quite a bit more than maybe you even think. Yep. Because they're not going to go to Africa, you know, like, (laughs) you know what I mean? But they're having an impact.
2: But I think you have a couple people, and maybe small, like you said, marketing Mm -hmm. department that pay attention, and I think it's very easy to see very quickly
0: that That what you stand
2: for is education, and that education is in everything you do. Mm -hmm. Sure, like doing a youth event and educating kids on how to duck hunt and how to use a blind, like, That's pretty obvious, Mm -hmm. but what you described earlier about your African hunt Mm -hmm. and how you interact with, you know, the local tribes and the people who live there, like a lot of people, I feel like that's the number one thing that gets hated on social media, right? You see a picture of somebody with an African game animal and it's like, oh my God, those rich snobs went there, shot this animal for the trophy room. It's so easy to hate that. And when you don't know, but a lot of them don't see Mm -hmm. how that money impacts those tribes and how the meat impacts the people who live there. Yeah. And just bringing that up and talking about it, I mean, hopefully somebody listening is just like, "Oh, I didn't know that was part of the game with African hunting," and it's huge. Like when you know, people have no idea. You don't know, like that education aspect. People notice that, and people want to get behind that because, like you said, youth is our future. We have to educate them.
0: Absolutely. And the thing about the the youth, right? If we're talking about that, is like there's a perpetual youth, you know, like. The youth we're talking to today, you know, in 10 years, aren't going to be youth anymore. Yeah. So like some of the things you're instilling is like programmatic yeah. makes sense to have like things that are instilled that can last over time. So as people go into that age, they, they can kind of get into that stream of things that you're talking about where there are the educational programs to get people like you know how to handle firearms, to know how to treat land and be a good steward and how to like leave things cleaner than you found them and things of that nature. Even the stuff we're doing with like social media, a lot of kids are on mm. social media And they're on YouTube reels and they're on TikTok and Instagram and and these places that, you know, we're like, we're probably on Facebook because we're old, (laughs) you know, and kids are like, oh, Facebook, that's where my dad is. And then they go to these other platforms and like, who's existing there Yeah, and what kind of message you put out and like, how do you do that? So the content that you have in the TV show, like. It's different. You have a really interesting reach and a wide net that you're casting there.
3: And what's amazing is the people that are watching my show, because it's not your typical hunting show. You don't turn it on and your typical, you're hunting, you're stalking, you're you're preparing, and then the last three seconds is your kill shot, and then you talk about it, right? And then it's the closing. My show is probably half hunting and half what I'm doing in the community and what I'm doing specifically with what my mission is. And so whether it's focusing on the sponsor and what they've done or what we're doing exactly, that is what I love. And I'm getting people who have never – hunted, who don't hunt, who are on complete opposite ends of my spectrum, who are watching my show because it's not... Because it's not about, like, it, it's all education-based, right? Like, there's so much more to us as hunters than just we're out there, we're killing things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we do it to, it's a way of life for us. It's who we are. It's our tradition. Um, and I think that is what was instilled in me very, very, very early on. And so I want to be able to carry that on. And so if I can use my platform, if I can use my show, my social media accounts, to be able to allow these messages to get out, I want to do that. Like that is ideally what I absolutely want.
2: I can't even imagine like the impact <clears throat> of just like almost subconscious of what you just mentioned. Like, so somebody's in your house or visiting or like a friend mm-hmm. of, you know, so-and-so's and you've, you've got pursuit channel on and like, mm-hmm. instead of seeing just like a guy gripping and grinning, wiping yep. the, you know, the blood, <laughs> all of a sudden they're doing something. You're doing something with the helping out, doing this, doing that. And someone's like, Oh, what, what are you watching? Oh, the hunting show and all of a sudden it's a totally new connection yep. right that just took off yep. that this isn't about killing this isn't mm-hmm. about this this is a community of people like minded mm-hmm. people who are doing something absolutely. for the good of others absolutely i think that's
3: I and mean, think those about those little things man that, do you guys have children
2: yes i do so I do. you saw the mess
3: <laughs> <laughs> so you, you think about like you want how you know you, you i feel almost like we're we're seeing a dying breed we're seeing a bunch of people um at our age or older than us that we're we're missing this gap we have this gap of like there's not enough resources or not enough education um, and opportunities for these kids. So we want to be able to take what we know and what we are doing as good ethical people in this community in this mm-hmm. industry and instill that in them, right? And so um, being able to show up at a kid's house and surprise them, I can't tell you, the like that in itself just made me, just, it feels so good to be like, guess what? You get to come hunt with us. You get to learn, you get to, um, you know, meet all these people. It's amazing. Like their responses are just, that's what it's all about. And then half of them have hunted half of them, you know, or have never shot a duck or goose. And they're like, well, I've hunted, I've shot a deer, but I've never done this. So seeing, and I'm sure maybe one of you guys have seen it or taken a new buddy out. That's, you know, brand new to hunting, like watching them harvest something for the first time, that's amazing. That's something that you can't recreate. It's very <laughs>
1: fulfilling because then it it's is. like it came, in, it almost came full circle because you helped them learn some things and they succeeded.
3: Yep, and then they will probably get somebody else involved, and they will probably then at least you know be able to. U- educate other people, um, you know, and get them interested and be able to show them like, hey, this is what I got to do. This is what I'm going to do. Like, do you want to come out with me um, and continue? But if we show them the right the first time, we don't have to crack those bad habits and we don't have to worry that they're not using the right, you know, they're, that they're being safe ultimately. You
2: mentioned that right in the beginning is like not teaching the bad habits yeah. and doing it right from the start. And that just perpetuates when... They develop this desire, this love mm-hmm. of it, and then they obviously are going to teach their kids, their yep. friends, and they're already knowing the right way, so that's naturally what they're going to show their friends. And Absolutely. it's just going to continue that.
3: And if they see somebody out there doing something that is not safe or not right or is being a bad sportsman um, in whatever way, that they're maybe able to correct that or f- find that as an opportunity to go in and make a better situation from
2: that.
0: 100%. Cool. There's, I have more thoughts on all that. We <laughs> could. <laughs>
1: We talk, talk
3: about, about this
0: all day. So, Yeah, I mean, some of the things have, like, <laughs> echoed around the studio. And, I mean, I can hear the walls echoing back from previous episodes where we talked like, you know, 80, you know, whatever it is, like, um, I don't remember the math on it, but you know, there's a certain number of the population that just doesn't, it's not like they're anti or for hunting. They're yeah. just not right. aware at all. And I'm those so are the people it. that, like, we can influence. Mm-hmm. We're not going to convince an anti to hunt. and anti is not going to convince us to stop. Those are words, again, that are hard words. Uh, (laughs) But it's that middle and that that sphere of influence that Derek mentioned. Like if someone just happens to watch this, maybe it'll spark something different. But I want to kind of switch gears a little bit and and get into like, I don't know, the nitty gritty of... (laughs) What the hell was it like traveling to Africa? Like, how did you get your weapons on Here the we plane? And oh, gosh. did you did you have to gut the animal yourself? Like, what do you do with an animal it's that size?
2: How do you gut an animal that size? Like, I mean, really, you're, I'm
1: not. You'd be like in it, you know. No, uh, you have, just like Ace Ventura when he crawls out of the Rhino. That's what I'm talking. Yeah.
2: You
0: there's your meme for the like, week. I'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> let me just go get the heart. Got it. No, but like, honestly, you know, what were some of the smells, sights, sounds? <laughs> what was it like there? You know, like, you, you know, I've been, so I went to Nicaragua, and, and like, the, the plant life there ha- creates a different aroma in the air. Sure, you know, sure. you d- it smells like you're in a different country. Yep. Um, the food being cooked by the restaurants in town smells very different than what you're used to smelling. It's not a burger joint, mm-hmm. like Chili's wafting that into the air, <laughs> or like Crafty Cow, or what, Culver's, or McDonald's. It's like... Different, uh, yeah. So I'm just curious about the the tangible experience that you've had, and what else is on the horizon too. Like, where else yeah. are you going to go? You know, now yeah. that you have this ticket, <laughs> so to speak.
3: <laughs> So um, South Africa, so we went from Milwaukee to Atlanta, then flew Atlanta to um, Johannesburg, South Africa, and that was- Yeah, we're going
0: to have to be really specific with geography here, because like, I can't even <laughs> navigate the U.S., so-
1: He's going to get confused again if he keeps- But we have an audience.
0: <laughs> it's not just me. Maybe that I don't know where Johannesburg is. So That sounds um, like a person to me. Hey, what's up, Johannesburg? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <So> <laughs> He's like
0: holding the sign. That's me. <laughs> haven't you
2: ever seen Rescuers Down Under?
0: Come oh, yeah, on. I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Is that a is Johannes? I don't remember. So I think so. <laughs>
2: Johannesburg was the <laughs> <week after. laughs> And just like that,
1: the train has been derailed. Shiny thing.
3: That's hilarious. <laughs> well, your
0: dad's, or your, uh, your grandpa's friend's name, what was his name? It was... Francois. Francois. That's a cool Francois. name. So, that awesome.
3: funny, we had, when you say Johannesburg, so a lot of men over there are um, their name is Johan. Oh, so it was my so funny see. when I found this out, um, Francois, we were like, yeah, Johan. And he's like, well, there's a lot of Johans. It's like the name John. So he shows me his phone. He's like, I have all these Johans. He's just scrolling. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, the Johan that was at here. And he's like, oh, you know, so-and-so. I'm like, oh my gosh, that is so. I got to call them all like high
1: school basketball <laughs> team by their last name. Instead of their yeah. name. yeah.
0: Back so. when I was young on my phone it was like girls names, but then like the bar. I'm sure. It was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not cool, but whatever. <laughs> My wife's like, where'd you meet that one? I'm like, let's go find out. Well, <laughs> looks like it was Buckhead's classic. <laughs>
3: um, but no, it's South Africa traveling. It was a, like a 16 hour flight there. Um, gosh, it was so long. And uh, from Atlanta. Um,
0: and you're it, just, your nerves got to be off the charts. Oh
3: yeah. And we don't know what to expect, right? Cause this day and age COVID stuff, like you don't know what to expect. We were told <laughs> first little hiccup. We were told that, uh, when we got there, that we either had to have, we were either vaccinated or had a negative um, PCR test within, I think it was like 48 hours or something like that. Um, So when we got there, all of a sudden they stated, it didn't matter if you were vaccinated. First of all, we arrived, we're at the airport. um, We had an amazing gentleman that actually met us unlike Wisconsin, Wisconsin, unlike the U.S., met us outside our gate. Um, So, like, typically people aren't allowed past that. They have to wait at security. So we're like, oh, wow, this is really nice service. (laughs) We were kind of really happy (laughs) about it. So he comes and walks us through, um, and we get halted by, like, you know, checking our health stuff. Um, So they get everything, and all of us get flooded off this massive plane, and they're like, okay, well, if you're vaccinated, even if you're vaccinated, you have to be able to show proof of that or something they needed. Um, Basically, what happened was... And there's no Wi-Fi. There's no service. You just land in a foreign country. And it was literally just congestion of nobody had, and they just changed all these rules. They're like, okay, well, we just changed that. Well, I think that was something that probably should have been stated before we all got on this plane and flew 17 or 16 hours, um, you know, across the big old uh, <laughs> pond. Here. <Down> here. <laughs> so here. So pond. we're all just stuck. And we were just halted. We, end, we eventually get it all figured out. We move past. Uh, we did take our guns. So I actually took my grandpa's, one of my grandpa's rifles. So That's over there, awesome. you can't take any um, semi-auto guns. They have to be bolt action. Um, so my other grandpa, my grandpa's original gun that I wanted to take, his um, 30-odd-six, I couldn't take. So my dad was said, you know what? I actually have a 7mm. It was grandpa's. He used it over here many times. Let's take that. Took that, through on my brand new Vortex scope. It was so fun trying to get that sighted in and uh um fun got yeah, yes yeah. um so we got through and then we get through the checkpoint of going to the police station in the airport where you get your guns checked get your permits you have to have a permit holy cow that is like a massive there's lots of forms and they
0: have to be used to this stuff yes that like this happens they are. enough yes. that like they shouldn't treat you so ridiculous, you know?
3: <laughs> Let me tell you. Like,
0: I, I've never done this before. Like, this is my first time in Africa, hey, so, you know? So you've probably checked people in with weapons before. It's right. not, like, ridiculous.
3: Well, and either, when you're in, when you're going to South Africa, um, I can tell you, based on the population of everybody in that plane, you're either there for, like, business, a safari trip, or right. you're hunting. Yeah. Like, that's literally what that's it, it is. So it's a very small room, probably the size of this room, not joking you, um, where the police are behind this, you know, the... Th- um, this is a huge beach. room. Just kidding. <laughs> 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 and uh, we have, all, you know, there's so many people flooded off these planes and just guns stacked up everywhere. So we're all crowded in this room trying to get our permits. Um, Afton Safari Lodge is actually um, a great place um, um a great business so like if you're ever going to travel there um they're a great stopping point they have resources and they had somebody specifically take all of our paperwork go to the front so we weren't all flooding at the front they actually just took it all started handling in that but that process itself took a very 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 long time um if it wasn't for that they have options that you can do it ahead of time But, like, even getting my gun okay, like, I had to go downtown Milwaukee by the airport and I had to have them check my gun so that I could, um, you know, get it clear to, like, fly internationally with it. Um, And so, once we got through that entire mess. It's like SpongeBob four hours later. Literally, literally. It was very, you know, and you're traveling all day. Like, you're exhausted. Um, So, we went to Afton Safari Lodge and we were there. We all got to sleep for that night. We had an amazing steak dinner. I mean, it was the perfect place for, like, hunters to come and relax. They had a cool trophy room. Uh, they had a shoulder mounted, uh, giraffe. Very interesting. It's wow. a big room then. Yeah. This is a different <laughs> room. Now. Believe it or not, not, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> um so the Did they put it by the, the floor. floor? It's on the floor. Yeah. Just, in it's the like. Very interesting. <laughs> yeah. It was very interesting, but, um, it was, it was a really interesting experience. Um, they were so awesome, so welcoming. And then from there we got picked up. Um, but the roads there are not, you know, actually, Kind of sometimes like Wisconsin, <laughs> very, very <laughs> dangerous. On what lots time of, of year. potholes. Um, so, the normal two, three hour drive, we had to go all the way around. It turned into like a seven, eight hour drive to Ooh. where we had to go. So, another day of travel. Um, so, when we got there, it reminded me a lot of like, it wasn't what I thought. Johannesburg is very civilized. There's, you know, people think you're going to end up in the desert, but it's very civilized. There's, mm-hmm. you know, lots of towns, but the crime is very bad. So, be very, very safe if you are going to travel there. Um, you like know, lots of theft have, and things like that, probably. Lots of, a lot of things. I witnessed kids very, stealing
0: wallets from the beach. And I was like, oh, we can't leave our stuff. So not, very, we scary. all couldn't go in at the same time. So I'm going to stay back and like watch stuff. That's unfortunate. And you know, things like that. And like just cop, <sighs> cops were in on it. They, you know, would oh, hold gosh. people up. And so like, you can't go into town at night by yourself. You, no. you probably get robbed. You, people it's know who scary. you are, you know, all yeah. that stuff. It's just, yeah. So that's interesting. That's and, something that you just aren't. Right. That's not even something you're like, even have to consider here.
3: Right.
0: um right. Certainly not here, here.
3: But they (laughs) even said, they're like, don't just get into a taxi. I'm like, oh, they're like, no, they'll pretend to be a taxi and then take you. Right. You got to kind of
0: pre-plan some things. Yes. Yep.
3: And so through Afton Safari Lodge, they literally have all of that done for you so yep. you don't you just have a point of contact you have someone safe this is the guy a guy that's a
0: picture yeah, okay, yeah.
3: <laughs> and so what's funny another johan great <laughs> what's great is my dad's been there so many times my mom and i was our first time we had some family friends too we had um, some context. my dad was able to, i would have never johan haven't
0: seen you so in a long time without my dad, <laughs> Sorry.
3: or without my dad yeah well without my dad um but he knew all these people and it was very nice to see i'm sure for him especially familiar faces but uh when we got to the lodge it's it was amazing accommodations. I mean, the thing that blew me away and I remember he said they do daily laundry. I'm like, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> so, no, like quite literally you put your clothes in this this hamper every day and they the maids come the minute we left for our morning hunt. First of all, five-star meals, all, four meals a day. Like it was honestly- And what are you
0: eating there? Like what are the meals in Africa that um, you're getting from the resort?
3: A lot of it was the game meat, which was awesome. They made amazing dishes from the game meat. So we do eat the meat that we harvest. However, 95% of it gets donated. Um, so, I mean, every night we had whatever somebody was able to harvest, we had an amazing strap or we got to test all the different meats. Um, and it was just amazing. Just good
0: meat sweats. <laughs> <laughs> keep,
3: it co- keep it coming, it yo- keep coming Johan. It so is good. It is so good. And so it's just... Um, But yeah, I mean, the food was, the chef there, he, whatever you wanted, he would make if there was something that you couldn't eat, but it was constantly just, I mean, I think I just have videos and videos and pictures of just all of our meats and then the end of every meal, because it's not like they can't stuff you enough. They have this gourmet dessert that they come out and I'm like, we can't. I thought I was going to lose weight coming out here, like, <laughs> hiking and walking miles and miles. Do you want dessert? Well, I'm I mean, dry. I didn't,
0: but now I kind of do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like,
3: what is this? <laughs> like, Sounds like
0: my Disney cruise.
3: Yeah. And I like,
2: actually came back learning 12 new desserts. <laughs>
3: yeah, literally. Exactly. I'm like, hey, guess what I'm making Trips. tonight? <laughs> it was great. Nice. And, like, you know, we had Wi-Fi there, so I was able to send back, like, Snapchat pictures, like, what's for dessert tonight? I'm like, that's, like, the thing that everyone was like, no, what's for dessert tonight? <laughs> like, I have to see this. Um, But, yeah, laundry every day. You put in a hamper. I probably probably came with way too many clothes. I could have just gone away with two outfits because by the time I came back for dinner, my clothes were folded and cleaned and washed and on my bed. Wow, every wow that's better day. than that's better than Disney. <laughs> so I'm like And they where probably are
1: we... put a mint with it too.
3: Uh their chocolates, mints they had they, <laughs> and when I say clean it's clean. <laughs> Like everything was so clean and it was very, I was, I was surprised by the combination. You know,
0: th- this is like a bad reference, but like Hotel Rwanda, which is like a thing in a movie, but like, oh, here we go. but just thinking about like before all that went down, how yeah. beautiful that was. Right. Right. So yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Wasn't that a, like, from that like
3: Blood Diamond movie?
0: No. Well, that's a different movie. Oh. Uh, but also I think in that movie they're like, uh, yeah, this is Africa, you know, yeah. they're just like writing it off. Oh, like no, everything's up. Uh,
2: Johan was in it. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> that's not gonna get old i'm not It's All okay
3: right. that's amazing that's amazing oh boy but yeah it was I uh, i remember even like you know when we because of the laundry or whatever i was like this smells like africa still like it's just that's, like that's how
0: i felt in Nicar- nicaragua like yeah. it, well i don't know why i sound like i schwarzenegger <laughs> when i said that i can't do accents <laughs> did you, get to the <laughs> <laughs> you did a job in nicaragua you know what I'm but it was yeah i was like wow so we said like la pyramid or something and it was Everything was just so so top notch. Yeah, they treated us That's like amazing. above and beyond, mm-hmm. and I was like, "What? What is happening?" You yeah. know, it's just it's in, the the way you get treated elsewhere is different than here. It is the the best here is like not even comparable to how much effort that goes into and how much that shines through. And the people in and of the itself that are doing yeah. stuff
3: that we don't even get to meet. You know, right. So it's just, it's a totally different world over there, but I fell in love with it. So
0: then you go hunting, like you wake up, you're on a resort and then like, how do you get to where you're going? Like what?
3: So it's, so in Africa, it's very different. So everything Everything is fenced. And when I say fenced, it's like it could be 30 miles by 50 miles. Like mm-hmm. but you have to be able to somehow control the population and what's going on. But you also have to deal with a lot of poachers. So where we we're at, for for example. So the
0: fence is designed to keep the animals in, but also the poachers out. Yes. And that doesn't probably do a lot of great. Right. You know?
3: And essentially, truly, most animals are going to move back and forth because warthogs dig. They dig holes. You mm-hmm. have, you can have animals easily sky these, you know, fences. And so it's essentially more of just like a control of knowing what you do and don't have for population. Um, so every single thing over there, ninety five percent of it is fenced. Mm-hmm. That's just how it is. Um, but like I said, it is no easy fret when I. I went over there and my number one was a kudu. I saw kudu maybe twice the entire time. And we covered some every day. I mean, blisters on our feet, walking for a mile every day, morning to night. Cool it was just unreal. So and did you we say... Did-
2: Two weeks, sorry, is it about, was about like how long? just
3: Yeah, fr- from start to finish with the two travel days in the beginning, two travel days in the end, it was about a two-week trip that we okay. did. sorry. So, no, you're okay. Um, <laughs> but it we're
0: using <laughs> the word sorry and Johan on the show. Sorry, <laughs> Johan. If we're you know, like playing bingo, you'd have like, the corners <laughs> covered here. They'd all be, be Johan. The middle star
2: would be sorry. I'm just trying to be nice because we're talking about <laughs> nice people. It feels good to be nice. <laughs> it feels right? good to be nice.
3: <laughs> but, yeah, it was um, – it was a very, and the terrain over there is not what you would normally see. Like you would think, again, like South Africa, like without knowing the terrain, it's a lot of desert. And there is, but there's a lot of hills, a lot of, I wouldn't say mountains, but lots of big hills, rocks everywhere. I'm underneath. just
0: thinking lions. This so
3: is, we didn't have lions there. The okay. neighbors did, which is crazy because they were miles away, but in the morning, um, very sad situation, but in the morning you can oh my hear My God, did them. someone get eaten? No, he just decided to have a couple lions, but in a very small area, which is not ideal. Interesting. Um, And so it was a, um, it was a neighbor. And so um, it was a very unfortunate situation, but Hmm. you could hear them roaring. I'm like, is that what I think it is? And they're like, yep, that's, those are the lions. That's, that's lions. And it's like in the, you know, as the sun's coming up and all you hear is just this roaring. I'm like. So surreal, but also kind of crazy, right? Like yeah, holy absolutely. cow! And then yeah. to know that they were like how many miles away, and you can still hear that—that's insane to me. It's a whole it's new insane.
2: level of goosebumps. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, we, every now
0: and again, you might get like the occasional wolf or coyote howl if you're in the North Woods. Or yeah. not—coyotes you know, down here oh even, but like that's not—that's chilling in and of itself. But a, a line where big what? Like, <laughs> well, because we don't—they can- live in packs, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh shit! I just remember
3: looking, and I looked at my cameraman. I'm like. He's like, mm-hmm. yep, <laughs> and he's like, oh yeah, those are lions. I'm like, oh, Can you see
1: that rock over there? That <laughs> <dried> rock? <laughs> that rock.
3: Can we go hunt over there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where are the
0: hyenas at? Those things are freaking nuts. Too. Those matriarch hyenas, those things are freaking. They'll tear you up.
3: So one of our fun things that we learned that South Africans do <laughs> is they. <laughs> We decided one night because we started hearing um, like jackals, essentially that were howling, so like similar to like a coyote. And they're like, "We're gonna go hunting." I'm like, exhausted, right? Like you've been walking, you've been hunting all day, and we're like, "Screw it, let's do it." So we go in. Yeah, you have to get all truck, of the experiences. Exactly. Go in the truck, and they're like, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna do this." We put a collar out. We could hear them. It was so wild. We unfortunately did not harvest a jackal, but just the experience of going out and just yep. trying to do that. We had somebody. Um, we had one person on the ground. We had spotlights, everything ready to go. It was great. And then uh, we also went around, and then they have this thing called a spring hair. So one of our guides, his name is Tiny, so I could not say his name right. I still can't to this day, but he's like six seven, okay? And his – what is it? Sinus? Tinus, See, I still can't say it. Tinus is his name. I know why, because
0: if you replace one letter, we're talking about something else. Yep. Well, not just. <laughs> I'd no, be nervous I, too.
3: So I actually thought it was thine, thinus or whatever it was. And I actually, one morning, we're having breakfast. I go, I said, Dingus, and so <laughs> no one else heard it but Jace, And so he's like, just crying. Everyone's like, what just happened? No one else is understanding. Hey, what Dingus. Just and I was like, wow, chick, She's not
1: saying? really
0: respectful from the U.S. Like. I felt so
3: bad. And, and he's this is like, why
1: they hate him. <laughs> you
0: like,
2: didn't call him oh tiny gosh. dingers. Did you? <laughs> <No. around. laughs>
3: so I finally was like, okay, I can't say your name anymore. And they just kept trying to tell me. I'm like, that's it. Tiny it is. You're, it's stuck. <laughs> so tiny starts and he's like six, seven. Right. And just hilarious. And he full blown stops the truck in um, the middle of like, all of a sudden we, he sees something. We're like, what are you doing? Jumps out. I barely puts it in park and just starts taking off. And we're like, where is he going? <laughs> is he feeding us have, And they have these things called spring hairs. And it's essentially, it looks like a mouse, but also a rabbit, but also a kangaroo. Like, it's the funniest thing. <laughs> so it looks thing. like, uh,
0: what are those things called? Chinchillas? Oh, it's like a big chinchilla? Like,
3: it's so funky looking. So again, I have no idea still to, like, until I like, Googled it. related to it. the jackalope.
0: <laughs> Did we talk about kangaroos on last week's yeah. episode?
3: Oh, so weird. So.
0: No, it, that was on a, no, that was on the podcast I did at the. Oh, At the event. At the event. We were asking the DNR warden if it's legal to shoot a kangaroo if they're just happening to be oh, yeah. around. Oh, yeah, that's
3: what they look like. Oh, wow. Yeah, it does look a it's lot so like a kangaroo. So, yeah. okay, a so
2: rabbit kangaroo. Strange.
3: It's so strange, but it's got like a mouse like face. Mm-hmm. So, apparently, over there, you chase them and you like pull them out of the hole and then. Oh, my gosh, what? T- <laughs> you chase them and like <laughs> it's a thing that they do for like fun.
0: Are they messing with you?
3: No, no, you I go chase so it out. So what's crazy is he just takes off booking, trying to chase after this thing. And all you see is like this flashlight flying and like in the distance. And he is looking for this spring hair that he just saw. And it went down into a hole. Um, but sometimes they go in and try to find. Oh, my gosh. And I never, not, came back. Right? <laughs> never came back. I heard back.
0: the lion roar. That was the end of it. <laughs> guys, uh, what too happened close to
1: Pride Rock?
3: but the other thing they do is they um, go up to almost like cows here in Wisconsin right or the Mm -hmm. Midwest Mm -hmm. they go up to sleeping ostriches and they like you know go up to them and you can jump on their back and because you (laughs) can do ostrich races out there you jump on their back and take off with them
0: those things scare the crap out of me (laughs) me too there's not a snowball's chance in hell that i'm climbing on ostrich's back (laughs) he was almost they're basically dinosaurs they're like a velociraptor
3: (laughs) he
1: he (laughs) no liquid courage at all
3: it was insane and so like just did you know the ostriches their heads don't move when they run
0: well, that's like <laughs> I believe that. That's like, you know, you put a GoPro on a chicken and it's basically like your gimbal, you know?
3: Really? So. It's crazy. I was like, he was telling us, all, or um, Tiny was telling he's like, their heads don't move when they run. And we're watching like a whole bunch of them just to taking the off. Man. And I'm like, uh-huh. Yep. They're not moving. <laughs> like, it's just fascinating. Yeah. But they're huge. They're absolutely huge. They're scary
0: big. At the zoo, you can get pretty close to them now, the way they designed the fence. And I'm like- Oh, really? They're taller than you, and they could pack the crap out of you. Can you
1: imagine the size of that drumstick? That and those damn kangaroos.
0: They look like they're ripped. Like, what is with the kangaroos looking like they're on roids? I don't
2: even They know. are.
0: Like, one they guy, are. the one kangaroo had that guy's dog in its arm.
2: Oh, and it beat it up. Yeah. He was yeah. just,
0: just punching the dog. <laughs> like, what the heck is that all about? If I saw a kangaroo pick like up my canons. dog, I'd be like, this is not okay.
2: We can't, we can't <laughs> talked to somebody about this.
0: <laughs> well, I did last weekend. We got all about did kangaroos. did that,
1: did a didn't conversation we? I'm not privy to, so I don't know. And
2: don't now
0: know. you are.
3: Wow. Listen.
0: <laughs> Listen. Listen. Now you know. Now you know. Kangaroos are on steroids. No, we're just making stuff up now. Uh, <laughs> but just, no, it's really cool to hear some of that stuff. And like, as being someone who hunts here for whitetail. Right. You know, that's. Primarily our demographic, uh-huh. you know, and we talk to people about elk and mule deer and, and things like that, but I don't think we've talked about Africa. Is it the South African part? Is it Or South yeah. Africa? So South it?
3: Africa, it's the most southern, like, um, part of the entire country.
0: Okay. And football's big over there, right? Soccer. Like
3: soccer, football, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very, a, very big. Quotations. Football. Football and rugby. Rugby's rugby. Rugby,
0: okay. Huge. And there's very also, big. there's also, uh, it's called... Uh, Australian football's another thing, too. Oh, really? It's like football awesome and rugby kind of mixed together, and it's actually, like, really hardcore. Interesting. Like, y- you could lose teeth playing that game pretty quick, I think.
3: Rugby is pretty
1: violent. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: <yeah>. <laughs> it is very I've violent. I've met a few
1: rugby players. They're missing teeth, and they're pretty big
2: thinking, like, you just learned a whole bunch of cool, like, African oh, hunting traditions crazy. and stuff. Like, invite him over here and be like, all right, it's, you know, it's opening day. Like, it's 1030. You usually take a nap about now. <laughs> <laughs> You'll wake up. It's no, just no, a squirrel, I swear. <laughs> it,
1: you wake up from the nap and you go to the bar and have a Bloody Mary. Yeah. And you chase it down with a beer of your choice.
0: And you, you, instead of picking a thing out of a hole, you chew, you put the, the eight ball in the hole and we play pool, you know, like, or whatever. <laughs> I love but, it. I love yeah. it. <laughs> no, the, the, so then, like, when you harvested that an animal, you said, like, 5% of it is something that you get to keep. Are, are you well, eating that or?
3: So we didn't, we can't, like keep it per se Um, but we like were able to have a little bit of some of the meat and then like I said most of it we like he would personally deliver and give to um, this charity in town this church in town that would then whether we would prep it and prepare it um, they would process it all I mean it was so when you ask about what happens when you field dress it um, they have such a system there they do everything because you have to be incredibly careful with um, for example water book Waterbuck, their hide is so, the oils on their hide, if you touch their hide and their skin and their um their coat and then touch the meat, it's no good. So you have to be incredibly careful with some of the things that you're touching or what you're touching. What a shame
0: on. that is. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, this is ruined. So, yeah. yeah I can so barely freaking field dress a, a white tail, you right? know, Are you kidding me? <laughs> you
1: want to watch something interesting, watch that once.
3: What? Have watch him field, skin a field it, dress?
1: Watch him field dress. You
0: can witness deer. it. What are you talking about? Yeah. Do you
3: I, use the butt out? I started I do. Using that. It's the greatest. And you know what? Actually, stuff. It really is, good. It really is I, amazing. I can't get it to work
0: right. You I missed can't even a little something
1: thing. on this one. Let me tell you. <laughs> Did I? Oh
0: yeah. Oh yeah. I think you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, a. Well, you talked to my dad about it. Anyway. <laughs> We're like the same.
3: It's okay. But yeah, they have an operation there where they have all of their workers. Um, they have this a. Incredibly elaborate machine that literally wrenches them into the truck and then out and then they just the watching them work and how fast they can skin quarter process like going like a butcher here and they have so many people on it at the same time um their bone saw is like it almost looks like a giant it was actually terrifying at first i walked in i'm like this looks like i'm in the texas Massacre like movie because it was absolutely terrifying well, i looked at him and i was like what is this for he's like oh that's our bone saw it doesn't sound as scary as it looked <laughs> but um but he's like how you know and you think about the animals like a cape buffalo like how on earth would yeah. do you harvest an animal like that well, one of um, hunting
1: in that kind of heat too you gotta you, gotta you gotta be have quick very very quick and yep. so
3: they have the salt room where they salted all the hides and the and um um, you know all of the um, different animals you could see afterwards. Like compare sizes. I mean, I think I did. I show you my warthog picture.
0: Mm, I warthog have. was. I had a n- few beers.
3: Warthog was not on my list at okay. all, and it ended up on my list. Was <laughs> because, it like
1: very large?
3: Um. Yes. Yeah. I I've never seen one. Of, uh, and putting perspective, going up to my our cabin, my grandpa has a lot of his animals up there, um, mounted, and seeing his. Warthog compared to mine was like, I mean, my, we didn't measure it yet, but, um, it was huge. And so needless to say, um, Francois, um, over there was like, if you're not shooting it, I'm going to shoot it. Like this is, I'm, this thing is like a once in a lifetime. Oh wow. Warthog. So now I am getting a full mountain work <laughs> and I have no clue where what to you've put always wanted. A full...
0: <laughs> You have a I'm room like, in your house like this, right? Yeah. <laughs>
3: I'm like, where would I put this thing? Like just I remember doing my interview and I got up and I was like, what is this on him? And Tiny goes, Oh, that's lice. I just don't want to tell you because I knew you wouldn't sit this close to him otherwise. I'm like Okay. <laughs> like, oh okay. What a beautiful just, animal. Really good, good, what a beautiful <laughs> thorough
0: shower tonight. Yeah.
3: I just like I said, Kudu was my number one. Didn't even, hardly even see one. I couldn't shoot one. I, the ones that I saw were not um. So what did you all enough. get over there? Oh, gosh. Um, Red Heart of Beast, Hemsbuck, or Orcs. Um, I got- Orcs. A I've blue. heard of Orcs my buddy Shane. Yep. This, the ones with His like dad's the house is like a whole- are pretty. No, yeah. that's a Sable. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. Um, that's a Sable. Those were beautiful. I shot one of those as well. Um, and then the Orcs are the ones that are straight back. Like okay. the two that are straight- um, and then well, blue wildebeest and a zebra and a warthog and a waterbuck. Very cool. So seven animals. Wow. So water, waterbuck was not on my list. And it was one of those animals that I'm like, I saw all the time all week. I'm like, mm, yeah, if I can't get a kudu, I'll definitely add one of those. And they were definitely beautiful. Never knew much about them. And then, uh, of course, the day that, the two days we go and start targeting waterbuck, you can't see them anywhere. That's just the way it is. And like the one, the first day, like I shot a red hearted beast, I saw them every single day everywhere. I'm like, why? <laughs> why? <laughs> That's just the way it is, right? Like you're going after one species or one um, targeted animal and you just don't, they just disappear when you go out for opening day. And then yeah. all of a sudden you shoot one. Um, we were just watching a video, an elk hunting video, and he was targeting one elk and then he shot one. And then of course his target elk not even five minutes later, just come strolling by. Like, of course, that's What's, just how it happens. Are you, paying, <laughs> are, are
0: you paying per, an, like how, how does that work? Your trip is just, is it like all inclusive? You could just yep. go to shoot these animals since they're donating the meat. Like, you know what? I don't know how that, so I'd normally, be like, yeah, maybe I won't shoot that one. I, I got to pay more. No. Yeah. Like I would be concerned about that.
3: So donating meat in itself is like usually depending on where you go. I can't speak for other companies and mm-hmm. outfitters, you know, lodges because everyone is different. But this specific one, um, in my experience, cause I am no expert in this, but I can tell you that there's no difference in pricing donated wheat that we just know that you can't take that with you unless you're local, obviously, right? And so um, all that meat, regardless, is getting donated, which is amazing. Um, and so it's definitely, I think they said if it wasn't for that meat, I think he supplies 95% of the food for the entire community there oh, wow. because of the amount of food that they are able to give. So it is amazing when you put it So in there's someone product.
0: always there doing this always, stuff. Always, always.
3: Yeah. And so... Um, again, I can't speak for all, but what we did and what he offered to us was like package deals. So everything is all inclusive when it comes to like your meals, your lodging, um, everything that's included drink wise. It's not like, it's not like here where you're like going on a cruise and you have to- choose, like, a drink package or something. Again, I don't yeah, know what other ones are. Yep, <laughs> yep. but <laughs> but this one, it was nice because you could say, these are the animals I want. This is on my list. And then from there, you can form a package and you can customize the package. You can add something. You can trade it out. Sometimes they have, like, pick one from group A, pick two from group B. Mm. Um, you know, and again, what's nice is, like, you go over there with a plan, but, like, so much changed when I went over there. I just, it's just know. how it is. You don't know, and I... I didn't know. I would go over there. I'm like, oh, that's what this is. I can tell you to this day. I have conversations with him, and he's like, which one is that? But now, Jason, I've been over there. My camera guy and and we're like, oh yeah, that's this, this, and this. And like, people are like, what? <laughs> like, I was you two months ago. <laughs> like, I had no clue what something was. We well, spent you know? a
0: time on it, yeah. So then on the on the show, like, you're you're, you're these are all filmed events that you yeah. can go watch. People like that are listening. If you want to go see this stuff, yeah, we can.
3: The first five episodes for my entire season are South Africa because we had so much content and so much amazing content. So yeah, it's um, that will definitely be um, a huge part. And we were going to end it with that. But I'm like, what better way? Like, my grandpa's a reason why I'm doing this. This is exactly Mm -hmm. why. So why not come out of the gates and share this tradition, this story, and this legacy and be able to show people, like, this is how it got started um, and then go from there. So this season is kind of like a hodgepodge of, like, what I've done over the last two years with... I've been trying to get on TV and unfortunately with, um, not only working as a nurse, but the, 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 pandemic affected everybody so much. Right. And so travel trips getting canceled. things just became very difficult. A lot of things happened personally. And so making it now until like, just see, like, even looking at the back of the footage, like this is two years worth of footage that we're putting out for season one. And just to see the progression of not only myself, but the hunts and the people I've met is just incredible. Absolutely incredible. So, yeah, that is
0: something. How do people follow you? Where can they find you? Where should we direct them to go? And by we, I mean you, (laughs) because. do listen to me. You heard me do the sponsorship reads. <laughs> so, sorry, sponsors and partners. So you know we, what you're doing. You, you know who you got into, you know, in the podcast studio with. Okay.
3: So we have, a, we have a website, www.thewildracetv.com. And then I'm also on TikTok under Jessica Ann Outdoors. I have Instagram, which is mainly was my number one um, for the longest time. So at Jessica Ann Outdoors. And then our show is at the Wild, inside the Wild Race. Um, so that has a lot of we're growing that platform. So like most people, I am wearing multiple hats. So I'm running not only technically, we just, we've had this conversation like five or six different platforms, plus the website, plus, you know, coordinating all these. And I tell people like, I can delegate somebody to make a phone call, but who's going to make that connection with that person at the end of the day, right? Like I want to be able to know who I'm working with and developing these relationships with. So Um, but yeah, it's great. So definitely. And then we just started YouTube, which will, is also inside the wild race. So we're starting to get to that point. Um, we're growing that. Are
0: you allowed to put out to YouTube based on the contracts? But I imagine, so if you ever want any help with micro content, (laughs) I could probably steer you in some fun directions there. Uh, but I imagine there's probably some clips you could put out to YouTube.
3: So, um, we have to, um, my, you you can't make it like the exact episode. You have to make a few changes to it, whether it's a song, couple of clips, and then you can publish it. So, um, but moving forward and for season two and subsequent seasons, we do want to be able to um, somehow create a way that our viewers can a also audience, yep, yeah. to have that broader audience to be able to access that right away on Just YouTube. Twice the work. Just three no times the work. No later. big deal. <laughs> You'll be fine. You'll be <laughs> it's a ton of G- work. Jace, you got it right.
2: It's a ton. Of <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you guys have all kinds of time. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: as but as you like, get more people like to, to buy in just through like the mission that you're doing and the work yeah. that you're putting out there, I think some more people you become a magnet to this stuff and some more yeah. people come in and you can start to scale your efforts and bring people in to do things and that you're doing. The thing. Absolutely. Like, yeah. And this is it sounds like most most businesses are like that. You know, the the e myth uh, is a book that talks about like, you know, you're the entrepreneur. You have to wear these hats first, create the blueprint and Absolutely. like document how to do stuff. Then other people can come in under you and they yeah. know how to do it. And then you can say, like, look, I did that. Absolutely. You know, so you're really leading them from the front, which is important as a leader, Absolutely. I believe. Um, well, cool. Thanks for hanging out with us in the OKS Hunter podcast studio. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Thanks for having hopefully me. Hopefully it lived up to your expectation of what it you've did. seen on the internet. You <laughs> didn't set the bar too high, I hope. Yeah, <laughs> we try not to, really, for that reason. But no, now that folks know where to find you, that's great. Uh, yeah. If you guys you know, want to go follow them, please do so. Uh, obviously, we'll tag you and everything, and this will be live in podcast land awesome. tonight. That's how we roll. We'll tag you in all our stuff, and hopefully you get a few more folks tuning in.
3: Awesome! Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's
2: fun stuff. We appreciate it. Thanks (laughs) for delivering all the good news to the kids today. That's awesome. Of course. How exciting
0: for them. Well, I'm going to end the live broadcast, so I'll turn all these things off, and then uh, we'll hang out for a little bit and debrief.
3: Awesome.